Welcome to the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening that you are having a great start to your week. Uh, we've got a double dose of Locked on Grizzlies podcast today. This episode is going to is basically uh, reviewing the weekend that was a weekend that was very forgettable. It was a tell of it's been a tell of two weekends. The previous weekend against Portland, the Grizzlies played some of their best basketball of the year. This past weekend, they played some of their worst. They did come out of a back-to-back series with Orlando with one win and one loss, but it was a very disappointing performance, continuing a very disappointing week of basketball for the Grizzlies. You know, at a time of the season, you certainly don't want to see it. We're going to break it down all here, but do you want to say we have another episode coming out a little bit after this one with Chase Lucas. Uh, He's at Deep Fried Couch on Twitter, talking in general about, you know, kind of where the Grizzlies are right now as they head into May in a way that they really don't want to head into it. But we're going to talk about their struggles as of late, the dueling concepts of the front office and the coaching staff when it comes to what means success for this season and how the Grizzlies may be able to right the ship in whatever way you feel riding the ship could mean. A lot of different things we're going to discuss with Chase Lucas, so make sure to check that out. In this episode, we're going to get into detail reviewing the weekend that was against the Magic Why did the Grizzlies struggle so badly and why it's significant that they changed course? In the second segment, we're going to talk about the defense for the Grizzlies this year. It's remained a top 10 defense for most of the year, but it's done it for different reasons. Get into a breakdown of what exactly that means. In the third segment, we'll look into tonight's matchup against the New York Knicks. Obviously, the Knicks coming off last night's victory against the Rockets, playing very good basketball. How can the Grizzlies find some successes against the Knicks? Of course, you can find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at StatsSAC, the podcast wherever it's available, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Odyssey app, wherever you choose to listen to podcasts, that's where we will be. And we do ask that you listen, subscribe, let us know what you think. We always want to make sure that we certainly are offering um, content that is relevant to our listeners' preferences. My name is Sean Coleman. I've been doing this now for nearly three years, Covering the games over at Grizzly or the Grizzlies over at Grizzly Bear Blues with Riding and the great staff over there. Been doing podcasting for two years here for 13 months. Enjoy doing it every chance that I get because it allows for me to interact with those that you know share the same passions that I do, such as Chase as well as many others. Of course, we want to remind you the show is sponsored by RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts that you will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com today. And we speak about reliability, and this is the thing that's standing out about the Grizzlies, is right now there's not many parts of their game that are reliable. In early April, every part of their game seemed to be reliable. They were literally firing on all cylinders. But one of the things that stands out, and I get more into this with Chase, so I won't get into it much here, is that basically this Grizzlies team is fatigued. They're tired. They don't have to come out and say it. Both Xavier Tillman and um, uh, uh, Dylan Brooks came out and said it Saturday night. The energy just was not there. I think the quote that Xavier said was, the body is slow to react to what the mind intends to do. Some It was some variation of that. And it's the truth. This Grizzlies team right now, a big reason why they're struggling is because the areas where they find their biggest advantages, um, you know, second chance points, fast break points, energy and activity on defense, whatever it may be, the Grizzlies create advantages through the aspects of the game that require hustle, effort, and energy. And right now, it's not there for the Grizzlies, not due to a lack of willingness for it to want to be there, but just it's harder to tap into those sources because of how many games the Grizzlies have played 
in a short time frame. Even though they're the youngest team in the league, this team is tired, and that's not an excuse. It certainly is a reason as to why they are struggling. And when you get the natural inconsistencies that you have with a young team, it's amplified. When you have um, you know, when when the when your energy is not there, when you have fatigue, and so that that is one truth that certainly is there about this team. But the thing is, is that fatigue certainly is playing a part, but it should not overshadow other things where the Grizzlies are struggling. That still is within their control. With even though this team is fatigued, there is no reason as to why they struggled to the level that they did against the Magic this weekend. The first thing that stands out to me is the three point shooting. The Grizzlies were twenty one of fifty eight from three. They are this past. Last week, they've been back to shooting like one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league. And if the Grizzlies are going to shoot like one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league, they're going to struggle to win games. I don't care who they play. They're going to struggle to win games because they do not have the capability of keeping up if a if their opposition gets on a big scoring spree. Now, the defense played its part Friday night to prevent that. The defense held the, uh, the, the on Friday night the Grizzlies won 92 to 75. A big reason why was because of a 41 to 8 run that the Grizzlies had from like 10 minutes and 45 seconds left in the third from like 10 minutes left in the third to 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. A big stretch. Another one of those stretches where the Grizzlies went an extended period of time, making it almost nearly impossible for their opposition to score. It actually was a pretty rare occurrence in recent NBA history. The Grizzlies' 92-75 victory, it was the first time in over three years that the Grizzlies, that an NBA team had scored 92 or less points and shot 30% or less from three, yet they won a game by 15 or more points. And it was also the first time in over four years the Grizzlies had allowed 75 points or less in a game. So a good defensive performance that night, obviously. But the offense just wasn't there. And here's the problem over the two games that the Grizzlies played. The problem is, is that if the three-point shot is not there, the Grizzlies are going to have to overcome that the lack of a three-point shot in some way, shape, or form to find success. They're going to have to do better than their season averages in other places to overcome the lack of three-point shooting. And they didn't exactly do that this weekend. Yes, they they got they met their averages when it came to fast break points in the second game. They met their average when it came to points in the paint in the second game. Obviously, they didn't do it in the first, but they simply played to their averages. And the problem is, is that the Magic were able to hit 11 threes to go along with the uh, the other thing that we'll talk about in just a second. But the big point that came from this weekend is, is that if the Grizzlies are not going to shoot the three well, they're going to have to be very effective in the other aspects of the game that they're very good at. We're talking about games with 27 or more assists, games where they get 60 or more points in the paint, games where they stay disciplined. Those are the big things that the Grizzlies are going to have to do, and right now they're having a hard time do it, doing it, especially in the aspect of discipline. That's what beat them on um, Saturday night, and that's what Xavier Tillman, you know, talked about. Despite the last second shot, kudos to Cole Anthony on the last second shot. But the thing that really hurt this Grizzlies team on Saturday night was the fact that they fouled way too much. They were outscored at the free throw line, twenty-five to thirteen, and they were outscored on turnovers, twenty-three to twelve. They committed seventeen turnovers and twenty fouls on Saturday night. The Magic just were the more disciplined team, and because of that, they had their way. And the Grizzlies just looked gassed at the end of Saturday night. And at that point, the Grizzlies team just was not able to keep up. And it was Cole Anthony who shined, of course, with his last second shot. Now, so that's the big thing about it. If fatigue is settling in, this Grizzlies team basically, it's best that basically they take the game a bit slower and make sure that they're doing the fundamental things right. 
not fouling, taking care of the basketball, using their their elite ability to pass when compared to the rest of the league, and taking advantage of shots that are in the paint. That's what is going to get this Grizzlies team going. Because, I mean, yes, this Grizzlies team is playing its best when it's shooting the three, but it certainly needs to do at least something good to be able to give itself a chance to win. And that would be getting back to its roots on offense, scoring in the paint, and passing. That's what stood out about this Grizzlies team this weekend, is that even though they're struggling from three, they really didn't have any, they have not had any consistency this entire week when it comes to the main things that they do. Passing, scoring in the paint, you know, creating turnovers, all those different things, they've just not been there consistently this week. And the end result is a team that is finding it hard to win when they can't get their strengths consistent like they've had many times this season. And don't and let's not also not take put everything on the players on fatigue on discipline. There also has to be some coaching value added as well. This Grizzlies team has struggled all year in clutch time situations. Even if the offense wasn't clicking, even if the three wasn't falling, even if this team was not fatigued, Coach Jenkins has to, and his staff they've got to find something that works. They've got to come up with more schemes and schematics that allow for this team to find success in crunch time. On Saturday night, the thing that killed the Grizzlies was that they could get no consistent flow on offense. Several of their shots that they got down low were created by someone just finding an open lane and driving instead of a play that created an open shot. And so they missed easy opportunities. They couldn't get putbacks. The Magic were able to hit some threes, and they won the game. There's got to be more intentful strategies and schematics, especially late in the game, for this Grizzlies team, and that's on Coach Jenkins and his staff, so it has to be there. I know that the talk is all about rotations, and Justice Winslow and things such as that. That's a conversation we've had and will continue to have, I'm sure. But when it comes to this Grizzlies team, at some point, the main reason why they're where they are in terms of having a chance for the playoffs is because they've got good talent and they've got unbelievable depth, which has progressed significantly up and down the roster this season. They've got to find ways to continue to feature that depth in the right situation, and that's on the coaching staff as well as the players to figure that out and make it work. So if fatigue is there, this Grizzlies team has to get back to what they do well, and they've got to get back at playing disciplined basketball, making fewer mistakes, having the opportunity to use their talents to their advantage, really creating opportunities to where they consistently are playing effective basketball. I get that they play their best basketball on the run and when effort and energy are high, but if it's not there, one other aspect of this team is the chemistry is certainly there and the intelligence is certainly there. Those are the things that need to be featured right now to get this team back on track. Well, while the Grizzlies certainly have been up and down at different points when it comes to their offense, though their defense struggled in April, their defense overall certainly has succeeded this season, being a top 10 defense. But it's done it for different reasons at different points in the season. Coming up, we'll talk about how the defense has evolved as the season has gone along and the encouraging factors that are behind it. We'll be right back with you. Imagine you are the hiring expert for your company. And what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who help makes life your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post screening interview all on Indeed. Get your quality short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule the complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. 
With tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately, and Indeed skills test that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. You could choose from more than 130 skills tests and then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed offers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with free, with a free $75 sponsored credit to update your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Go with Indeed. Really excited for the month of May as I'm going to be embarking on a, on a bit of a new schedule when it comes to the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Obviously, we'll have the same type of coverage that we've had all season long, especially with the stretch run here and obviously the playoffs that will happen later this month. But looking forward to some conversations that I'm going to be having with some of my favorite Grizzlies Twitter followers. Come to enjoy interacting with, having conversations with, and just in general, getting their thoughts on when it comes to the Grizzlies. Several of my favorite followers, some of them we've had before, some of them we've not had before, but that starts today with Chase Lucas. You know him as Deep Fried Couch on Twitter. He will be joining me for a bonus episode later today, getting all his thoughts, very insightful thoughts about where the Grizzlies currently stand on just several different topics that pertain right now to the Grizzlies' stretch run for the playoffs. So he's the first of many. Later this week, we will have Joe Molinax again on the show, as well as several others. So really looking forward to having some conversations with some of the more well-known and favorite folks to follow when it comes to Grizzlies' Twitter as the month progresses. But one of the things that I talk about with Chase certainly is what I mentioned in the first segment, and that is, you know, the Grizzlies, you know, dealing with fatigue setting in. And again, we won't get much into it because we talk about it with Chase on the other podcast show. But one of the things that comes into play is that when a team gets fatigued, when a team, you know, when fatigue settles in, they get tired. And it's, again, completely understandable why the Grizzlies are fatigued. They've got to be able to, to counter that by becoming more effective and better in aspects of the game that may not require as much physical you know, that, that may not rely on the physical aspect of things. You know, when the Grizzlies are, are scoring second chance points or off turnovers or on fast break, that requires them to be playing at a highly physical level. Other things like discipline, effectiveness, communication, those things need to be elite right now if it's harder for the Grizzlies to tap into the sources it needs to be at that all-time physical high when it comes to how they play defense and things such as that. One encouraging development for this Grizzlies team is that they have maintained a top 10 defensive rating status for much of the season. But the reason why they have that defensive rating status right now is because of the fact it is different from what it was at the first of the year. And it does show proof that even though the Grizzlies are not doing the things that they were doing earlier in the season effectively because they're fatigued, they've been able to find other ways to remain effective on defense as the season has gone along. If you remember me talking about the important things that were there for this Grizzlies team coming into the season, one of the things that I had mentioned above all else was their ability to shoot and defend the three. On both ends, they have both struggled and succeeded when it comes to shooting and defending the three. But the thing about it is this, is that they actually have done a really good job overall defending the three. That is the area where they have improved overall that has allowed for them to be able to have that top 10 defense. The other aspect of it, though, is obviously their ability to create turnovers, something in the first half of the season they did better than anyone. 
But of course, that aspect of things, that ability requires for that consistent effort, energy, you know, physical ability to always be on the move, to always be able to go at high gear. It requires that type of play to be able to create turnovers. And it's just hard to expect for that to be there this entire season when we played so many games in such a short time frame. The numbers also show that the ability that we've had that we had earlier in the season to create turnovers that ability or the effectiveness that we've had in that area, it's gone down as we become more fatigued. That's just a natural occurrence. But the thing that has allowed for our defense to remain afloat as being above average to elite for most of the season is the fact that we've continued to get better at defending the three. Here's what the numbers say. In the month of January, the Grizzlies ranked first in steals per game, first in turnovers forced, and 10th in opponents' three-point field goal percentage. The end result was in the month of January, they led the NBA in defensive rating. In the month of February, they were once again first in steals per game, first in turnovers caused per game, but were 23rd in defending the three. That led to them being 18th in defensive rating. In the month of March, once we got past the first half, went through the All-Star break, went to the second half, this Grizzlies team, they were second in steals, 10th, and turnovers forced, but 7th in 3-point field goal percentage, and overall they finished 6th in defensive rating. And then finally in the month of April, this Grizzlies team was 11th in, turno- in steals per game, 21st in turnovers forced, 9th in defending the 3, and 16th overall in defensive rating. So as the trends show, when it comes to turnovers being forced per month, the Grizzlies have ranked 1st in the league, 1st in the league, 10th of the league, and 21st. Their ability to create turnovers has just become harder to do because it's been harder for them to tap into the consistent energy that they need to create those turnovers. That's completely understandable. But back in February, Coach Jenkins made a very astute observation. I asked him about, Coach, the Grizzlies really seem to hang their hat on being an opportunistic defense. And he said while that is true, he wanted to become a more consistent defense. And the reason why he was saying that was because he knew that even though this Grizzlies team was creating turnovers at a high clip, they were allowing too many threes to fall, evidenced by the fact that in February they were twenty that they were twenty-third in the NBA in opponents three point field goal percentage in the month of February. So in the first half of the season, when the Grizzlies were leading the league in turnovers, they were 8th in defensive rating. They've, they were, as of yesterday, they were 11th in defensive rating in the NBA in the second half of the season. But the reason why they've been successful at doing that is not because of, be, of being able to create turnovers. They're 18th in the NBA in the second half of the season in creating turnovers per game. But they're 7th in defending the three. So back in February, when Coach Jenkins said it's great to be opportunistic on defense, but we need to be more consistent, he was meaning that while this Grizzlies team, yes, it's great if they can create turnovers, it's even more important if they play effective half-court defense, one-on-one defense, stay disciplined, and contest as many shots as possible. And And the reason why he said that was because the ability to do the latter of the one-on-one defense, defending the perimeter, defending the half-court, that is going to likely be more consistent. You're going to be able to rely on that being more consistent if you're good at it, instead of the high frequency of turnovers, because as you become more tired later in the season, it's just going to be harder to do that. And he wound up being correct. So the good thing about this Grizzlies defense is that, yes, their ability of doing any one thing elite may not be there now, like it was at the start of the season. And we also know from the Grizzlies ranking first in defensive rating in January and sixth in defensive rating in March, 
is that this team has the ability to be both uh, among the top 10 in the league at creating turnovers and defending the three. The two months that they did both of those things, they did. They were ranked in the top six of defensive rating in the NBA in both those months. If they slack off in either one area, they're going to fall off a bit in defensive rating. But right now, it certainly is encouraging to see that as the Grizzlies have found it harder to create turnovers at an elite level, due to how many games they played in such a small sample size, it is encouraging to see that they've still been able to maintain an above average to elite defense because they've improved in areas that are going to be easy, that, that, that are going to be more reliable, that are going to be able to be kept more consistent, which is the defending the perimeter well, being able to do one-on-one guarding, and being in the chemistry that's there in terms of the team defense. So that is highly, highly encouraging for a team that needed to take a stride in at least one of the areas of shooting or defending the three. And it certainly seems as if they've done that. So while this Grizzlies team, again, may not be elite right now at any one thing, when it truly elite at any one thing when it comes to their defense, overall, they've still remained consistent at creating an advantage of being the best defense on the court most nights because they become better half-court defense, one-on-one defense, and defending the perimeter. Hopefully, in the month of March, once we get a, you know some rest for some folks, maybe the Grizzlies can find a stretch where they can get back to creating turnovers at a high rate. And if they can do that, coupled with their ability, their improving ability to defend the three, that will really make our defense stand out and give us a good chance to play with and beat some of these better teams down the stretch and in the playoff run. That has to be the hope. But even if that ability to create those turnovers may not get back to where it was earlier this year, the Grizzlies at least have improved in other areas that they are confident they can maintain. And so it's highly, highly encouraging for a couple of reasons to be able to see how this defense has played this year. They've been able to be highly successful for different reasons. So there's different versions of the defense that the Grizzlies can feature based off who they're facing. And it's also proof to this team that even though a strength of theirs has suffered as they've gotten fatigued, they do have the capability of adjusting what they what they feature to be able to remain successful in a needed area. That, hopefully, will give them the confidence to do the same thing when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. But if you want a team that has played defense very well and shot the three well here recently, you have to look you have to look no further than the New York Knicks. And while that may be hard to believe, this New York Knicks team is a very real threat in the Eastern Conference. Maybe not get to get to the finals, but is being a team that nobody really wants to play, and that includes the Grizzlies following the Knicks victory in April. We'll discuss the tonight's Grizzlies game, though the, no, though it may not be ideal to want to play them, I think this Grizzlies team can find success in a few areas from the game that we saw in April. They've just got to be able to hit free throws this time around. We'll be right back with you here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. This past weekend was another fun weekend if you were a fan of wagering and betting on sports. Not maybe necessarily in terms of many sports with games. But in terms of prop bets, the Kentucky Derby obviously is one of the bigger betting events of the year as well as the NFL Draft with so many potential prop bets and odds opportunities. However, whatever you may like to bet on and however you may like to bet and wager, I've got the one place that has you covered, and that is betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to be able to bet that's out there. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. This week, this week, Obviously, had the NFL weekend had the NFL draft and the Kentucky Derby, and the great thing about it is, is that it just continues on with baseball, basketball, hockey, 
UFC. So many different events always going on that you can enjoy wagering and betting on. Get all the latest news and odds and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action at BetOnline. Before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device and use the promo code Locked On to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbooks experts. Listen, I'm sure many of us would love to continue to get our summer bodies in shape, and however you are choosing to do that, hope you're having success doing it. But a small yet significant aid in being able to do that, I feel, is Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar that's out there on the market right now. Yes, it has a lot of health benefits, and that may turn you off because you may not think the taste is there, but there's actually 18 different tastes to be able to enjoy. 18 different flavors over at BuiltBar.com. Whether you have it in the morning as a snack, or in the in as breakfast, or in the afternoon as a snack, Built Bar is a versatile way to make your day better. If you go to BuiltBar.com, not only do you get to choose from those 18 different flavors, but you can also put in the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's locked 15 to get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, the draft is over. Who won? Who lost? That's the question of the day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Ho- uh, host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So obviously the Grizzlies tonight face the New York Knicks, and this has become a much bigger game for the Grizzlies to win than it was on Saturday night. Because let's be honest, the Grizzlies, there should be no reason as to why the Grizzlies lost to the Magic. They should be entering this game on a two-game winning streak. Hopefully, we're going to be entering this game having righted the ship a bit after you know their two big losses at the end of last week, but that's not the case. There's still many more areas of struggle than success recently for this Grizzlies team, and the New York Knicks are not a team that you really want to see with that going on. Because believe it or not, this Knicks team, this is while the Grizzlies right now are struggling at the time of the year that you don't want it to happen, this Knicks team is actually playing its best basketball of the year at the time that you want it to happen. And the reason why they're doing it is because they are both defending well and they're also shooting the three well. That is what has been there for this New York Knicks team all season long. They're fifth in the league. They don't shoot that many threes, but they're fifth in the league when it comes to shooting the three, and they're first in the league when it comes to defending the three. And this team arguably is the best defense in the league. They're, they are allowing the lowest amount of points per game. A lot of it has to do with the fact that they play a slower pace than most teams, but this is an, a very effectively good defense. Obviously, that's the calling card of any team that's led by Tom Thibodeau, but they've got good, they've got good depth. They've, health has remained on their side. Development has obviously remained on their side with the development of players such as Emmanuel Quickly, R.J. Barrett, obviously the wonderful season that Julius Randle has had. All those different things are contributing to the success of this Knicks team and a team that I think any Eastern Conference team would honestly say they do not want to see when it comes to the postseason. But the Grizzlies and Knicks did recently play back on April 9th. And the Grizzlies in New York, they certainly were in control for about 40 to 42 minutes of the game. They certainly seemed to be in control, certainly seemed to be on their way to a victory. A couple of reasons why they were successful in that game. 
is because they played the they played the discipline game when it came to the, against the New York Knicks. The thing about the Knicks is that they even though their defense is good, they don't create a lot of turnovers, but they don't turn the ball over themselves. That's a Tom Thibodeau team. They're going to play good half court effective def, straight up defense instead of being a team that creates turnovers, but they're also not going to beat themselves. And so this Grizzlies team played disciplined ball right there with them. One area where this Knicks team does have a bit of an issue when it comes to their game plan. They do foul a lot. And the Grizzlies were right there with them when it came to fouling in that game. What killed the Grizzlies in that game against New York were two things. Number one, the Grizzlies, once again, could not hit free throws. That is one of the things that unfortunately has reared its ugly head at times over the past six weeks. You can remember the New York game. We missed free throws. You can remember the Dallas game. Grayson Allen missed two free throws late in the game. You can remember the game against Denver. There were a few free throws missed. Obviously, Saturday night's game against the Magic free throws were missed. This Grizzlies team, unfortunately, has struggled shooting free throws at times, and that's what's come back and, and, and cost them two or three big victories over the past month. So the big thing for this Grizzlies team is they are going to have to, number one, be focused, because that's a big that's another big thing. We'll get into that in just a second. They're going to have to be focused on getting into the lane, getting to the rim, and getting to the free throw line, and they're going to have to hit free throws. But the other thing that stood out in that Knicks game was that up until the fourth quarter, the Grizzlies had done a very, very good job of keeping both Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett limited, who, in my opinion, are probably the two most productive Knicks players. Those are the two players you want to keep quiet if you want to beat the Knicks. The Grizzlies did a very good job of that for basically 40 to 42 minutes. But at the end of the day, when the game went into overtime, R.J. Barrett wound up with a very efficient shooting night and 20 points, and Julius Randle um, produced a triple-double. This Grizzlies team needs to do those two things once again. They need to attack the rim. They scored 64 points in the paint against this Knicks team, especially if the Knicks were, to, especially when um, Nerlens Noel is off the court. That's when the Grizzlies really need to shine in terms of getting fast break opportunities, creating turnovers, getting into the lane. But overall, they, they can do that. They can keep him off the court if they consistently Get to the get into the lane and get into the rim and get him into foul trouble. If the Grizzlies can do that, that's going to be a big boost to their success. But in general, finding success getting into the lane, getting to the foul line and hitting free throws, but also doing a really good job of limiting RJ Barrett and um, Julius Randle. And that's the thing that stood out, right? Like that's something that stood out in these games, like that New York game back in April. It's the fact that the Grizzlies cannot hit free throws, but it's also the fact that the Grizzlies would do a very would do a decent to good job limiting unbelievable players like the best players on opposing teams. You can think about uh, the game against Dallas. You could think about the the first game of the previous road trip against Denver, and you could think about this New York game. In each of those games against Denver with. Um, uh, Nikola Jokic against Dallas with Luka Doncic and against New York, the Grizzlies did a very good job for most of the game limiting the opposing team's best players. It's just those best players shine. They stood out in the fourth quarter, and that's what won their teams the game against the Grizzlies. So that's the big thing for the Grizzlies to do tonight. They've got to focus on, on being able to limit both Randall and Barrett 
And they've also got to focus on creating opportunities that lead to them getting high percentage chance to score. Free throws, getting to the rim, second chance opportunities. If they can get fast break points, that's fine as well. But those are the key to victory tonight for the Grizzlies. If the Grizzlies were to beat the Knicks tonight, that is the type of thing that erases the loss again to the Magic. You, you, you didn't work out against the Magic? Make it work out against the Knicks. And that'll be a boost when it comes to the rest of the stretch for the Grizzlies, in which we talk about their schedule's been a bit easier. But even though they're playing several teams in a row who may not be as strong as the Western Conference teams the Grizzlies have played, these teams are either hitting their strides at the right time or and are certainly better than their records uh, indicate. So the Grizzlies are going to have to get back to what's successful for them, and they can find success doing it tonight against the Knicks. And if they can, it should be a good way for them to get a needed victory. Can't thank you enough for listening to the show. You can find us at Locked on Grizzly, Locked on Grizz on Twitter, myself at StatsSAC. Don't forget, later on this morning, we will have a bonus episode in which I talk about everything in the state of the Grizzlies with Chase Lucas at Deep Fried Couch on Twitter. He'll be joining us. Thank you so much for joining this edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Tomorrow, we will have Joe Molinax of Grizzly Bear Blues. He'll be with us, and we'll have plenty more to talk about. Until then, have a good day, and we'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.